Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Happy Freedom Day! Really, celebrating freedom can be an everyday thing. I want to offer this scripture today. It's Galatians 5.13. This is coming from the Passion Translation. It says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Constantly love each other and be committed to serve one another. That's a whole word, (laughs) right? We are called to live a life of freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? I like to think about this. When you think you're trusting, trust more. When you think you're surrendered and depending on God, surrender more, right? When you think you're depending on God, depend more, rely more, lean on more, right? That's how we go deeper and deeper with God. So just want to offer that as perspective. And we're not to view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. So we're not here just to live our best lives, to really just go after what we think will make us happy. In fact, a lot of times when we do that, we run straight into things that don't make us happy at all, right? And they don't deliver on what they promise because only God can deliver on what he promises. Constantly love each other and be committed to serving one another. That is a high call, right? To really love one another, we have to grow and mature in love. Okay, so I'm going to break this down here in a second. But before we dive in, I've got a lot of fun things to share with you today. I want to remind you of two important things so that you don't miss out on them. Number one is that we have a masterclass Thursday, July 6th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It is called You Are the Message. You are the message. This is all about breaking down what God wants to express uniquely through you. In fact, he can't express what he wants to express through you, through anybody else. So it's breaking down who you are as a messenger, what your message is, and how you can live intentionally and with purpose every single day because you are are your message. Okay, this is going to be so good. This is one of my favorite things to teach on and break down. You're going to want to get in the room. Okay, this is offered in our Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So if you go to www.courageco.org, you will see the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, and you can just click on that access and get right in. And if you're inside Courage Co., same thing applies to you. You'll go to Courses and Programs, and you'll see that the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is available. And once you get access to that, then you'll be able to see the event and RSVP to it and all the call details are there. So make sure that you do that now. I'd give yourself a few minutes to get ready. It's not best to do this last minute and get plugged in. Although you can, I will send out reminders, but go to courageco.org, www.courageco.org. Click on the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle and then you will have access. Okay, so that is the first thing. Second thing to not miss out on is this is your last week 
to get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. Okay, this is your last opportunity to go through prep week, which is a week of pre-work before we start the mastermind on Monday, July 10th. Okay, so this is your moment. Don't say I didn't tell you, I didn't let you know. We are shutting it down (laughs) at midnight on July 9th. So you've got a little window of time to enroll now. When you enroll now, you actually save. You save 33%, so it's on sale. So you save 33% or you also have the option of choosing a payment plan. I know sometimes I haven't been able to do programs because they didn't offer a payment plan and I'm not doing that here. There is a payment plan option so you absolutely can get plugged in. You will have access to this mastermind for an entire year. Upon enrolling, you will get instant access to the prep week content and all of the bonuses. And then we will officially start on Monday, July 10th and our first live call, which you will have weekly calls for an entire year. Our first live coaching call will be Thursday, July 13th. Okay, so get plugged in. If you go to www.couragecode.org, you will see the God's Vibes Mastermind. When enrollment is shut down, it is shut down. Okay, this is your window. Enroll now enroll now. There are so many blessings. If you know that God is guiding you there, get in there. God will provide. God will make a way. You've got to take the leap of faith though and invest in you, right? Transformation comes from courage first. We have to have the courage to transform and believe that that's possible. And we jump and take that leap with God. Okay. This is your invitation, www.couragecode.org. You will see the option to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. The beauty of this, joining the mastermind, you also get access to the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle as well for an entire year for free. For free. So all of these monthly challenges and masterclasses and guest interviews, you get instant access to on demand. So you can go back and listen to any training. You get to be on live, any future training. That's a huge bonus, huge bonus. So get plugged in to the mastermind. That is the best deal and it's the best price as well. All right, www.couragecoe.org. Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to share with you is that loving people can be hard because we have this tendency as humans, it's totally human, to look for love in all the wrong places. Why is this person so difficult? Why are they so hard to love? Why do they keep showing up this way, right? We can circle that mountain for years and get nowhere, okay? If you've heard me, I talk about worrying and all sorts of emotions actually, but worrying, murmuring, complaining, they're like sitting in a rocking chair, whoop, whoop, back and forth getting nowhere, except you're burning time, energy, and resources every time you commit yourself to worrying. You're wasting your precious life, okay? So we do this, though. We ask questions about why for hours, for days, for years even, right? And we don't get anywhere. And the reality is how somebody else thinks, how they feel, how they process their emotions or not, how they show up and behave, the actions they take and that they don't take, the decisions they make or don't make is entirely their business. It is none of yours. And on the flip side, how you think, 
how you behave, how you feel, and how you process your emotion or not. How you behave, how you take action or do not is your business. And then often God's business is the how, the how, the timing, right? And some of the strategic details that he reveals to us when we're in motion, often a step at a time, okay? He will give us vision and glimpses of the future, but he often reveals details a step at a time. So we don't see the next step until we take the one that he did reveal already. Now, with relationships, when we're asking, why is this person showing up this way? We might not get a good answer. Sometimes you can get an answer and that might be helpful in understanding what their capacity is and how they're showing up right? But when we're asking why they keep doing this, they might not even know why, (laughs) right? You've heard hurt people hurt people, confused people confuse people, messy people mess things up for people, right? It's just whatever is in you will come out of you and people around you will experience that. My thought with that is, Isn't it then a beautiful opportunity for you to start caring about how you are showing up and what you are giving and offering people, knowing that that does impact them, right? You knowing what it's like to receive mess from other people, crazy making, right? Anger, outbursts, right? You knowing what that's like, that could inspire you to actually renew your mind, start managing and processing your emotions. It's an invitation to mature, or I like to say, grow up in love. Now, this tendency comes from this place of not receiving, maybe, love growing up, right? You might have grown up in an environment where love was withheld from you, right? Or where love was neglected. You were neglected. Where love was not freely flowing. So you didn't know that you were loved, deeply cared for, supported. You didn't know that. So what happens? You start looking for love in all the wrong places, meaning you start trying to get love from people that don't have the capacity to flow in it. So then you start repeating these patterns and finding yourself in relationships with people who are emotionally unavailable, in relationships with people that don't freely express love, let alone operate in it, because it's familiar. That doesn't mean it's right, but it is familiar, right? So instead of getting caught up in why is this person showing up like this, that's totally human. And yes, it would be ideal and amazing and it's not a reflection of your worth, you are worthy of love, it would be amazing if every person, particularly those that we were raised by, that we're in relationship with, could flow love to us, especially when we need it most. But I promise you that is not a guarantee. And more often than not, when you need it most, they're not always gonna flow in it. So, while that is human, It can set you up for expectation hangovers where you keep expecting love from a place where it's not flowing. What you can do instead is what we're instructed to do in Acts 20, 35 by Jesus. He said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Think about that. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Growing up 
in love and maturing in love is supernatural. We all have our own unique course curriculum for this, right? We've all been hurt in relationships. We've learned how to flip on and off our love switch, right? When people are good to us, we flow the love. When we feel uncomfortable with them, we shut it down, right? God is the one that can just flow constantly. He never flips that switch. Especially when we think we are completely unlovable, he loads it on us. He lavishes us with his goodness, right? That lets us know we can operate like that as well. So growing and maturing in love is realizing, recognizing that there are some immature things that you do and call it love. Let's go. (laughs) It's recognizing that your love is not codependent. I'm not just going to flow my love when you're worthy and deserving of it and shut it off when you're not. Right? What is that saying about you? That you're conditional? That your love has conditions? That your love is codependent? I'm going to flow love because I'm loving. I'm going to show honor because I'm honorable. Right? I'm going to respect because I'm a respectful person. I don't do it because of how you show up, I do it because of who I am and who I'm serving and who I'm representing. Different. Can you see the difference? So rather than going into relationships and looking to to receive love or to get validated, right? You now go into relationships to give it, to give love. One of the best ways to receive love is to give it because the reality is in order to give love, love has to flow through you. (laughs) That's why it is more blessed to give than to receive because in your act of giving, you are flowing in love. You are in alignment with God. Think about that. We receive love from God. We learn about our love ministry and how loving we are through reading the word, right? When you read the word of God, it's like a mirror. (laughs) It's showing you how you're showing up and what you look like and where you've got some room for improvements, where you can release some things, where you can forgive, where you can let go, where you can lean in where you can choose love even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it'd be really easy to turn it off right now. But you know what? My love is not conditional. And I can love you because I'm loving. I just wanna invite you to think about that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to freedom, right? We are free to live supernaturally, but are we? Because that's truly a high call. And this is the hardest work that you will ever do because you will be tested (laughs) all of the time, right? So I was reading and I shared this with folks in the God's Vibes Mastermind just yesterday. I was reading and studying in my quiet time and I was studying Jeremiah 11 and also Jeremiah 12. And so in my Bible, okay, it's talking quite a bit about being tried and tested. All right. So actually in Jeremiah 10:23, it's talking about really how we're determined 
to direct our own steps versus trusting God, okay? And life really would just be so much easier <laughs> if we would believe God's word and act accordingly, right? But most of us have to find out the hard way what works and what doesn't work. So God's word says in Jeremiah 10, 23, that we don't have to run our own lives, but man, do we still try. So we can actually give this up though. We can give up trying to control our own life or someone else's because God is in control. So we can relax in him and let him direct our steps versus trying to control outcomes or manipulate what we think is best. God's ways are higher, right? His thoughts are higher, okay? Every time God gives us a test, we can tell how far we've come and how far we still have to go by how we react in that test. Attitudes of our heart, which God really cares about, right? I call these the be attitudes, <laughs> right? He shared on the Sermon on the Mount how much he cares about our heart. Attitudes of the heart that we did not know we had often come out through tests and trials, right? How are you going to know what you're made of, what you're full of, until you get tested? We can embrace tests as opportunities for growth and development, okay? So what I love about Jeremiah 12 is it's breaking down all of these questions that we as humans have, right? It's like, it says this, uncompromisingly and righteous and rigidly just are you, O Lord, when I complain against and contend with you. <laughs> you let me plead and reason the case with you. Why does the way of the wicked person prosper? Why are all they at ease and thriving who deal very treacherously and deceitfully? That sounds like all of us, right? It's so, so good. But God turns this around and actually rebukes Jeremiah, <laughs> which is wild to me, right? And so he's instructing him and giving him, I call these divine downloads, but he's giving him wisdom. He said, believe them not, though they speak fair words and promise good things to you, right? He says so much, like learn my ways, and I will lead you into good things. So Jeremiah 11.20 tells us that God tests our hearts, our emotions, and our thinking powers. And when we want to test something, how do we do it? We put pressure on it to see if it will do what it says it will do. We look to see if it will hold up under stress. God does the same thing with us. When we pray, asking him to use us and to put us in positions of leadership, his answer is, let me try you first. Let me put you to the test, and then we'll see if you're truly ready like you say you are. Lip service is not service. Lip service is not service. How you actually show up, that reveals it all. So many of us never pass the test, right? We don't pass this point where we're being tried we give into it and we spend our lives, so many people spend their lives going around the same proverbial mountains. But in God's school, Holy Spirit boot camp, <laughs> we don't flunk. We just get to keep taking the test again and again and again until we pass it. Okay? So to test something means to prove its truth or genuineness by experiment, a trial or an examination. 
It also means to compare something against a standard. One of the ways God tests us is by requiring us to manifest what we say we know. Head knowledge alone, talent alone are not good enough. If we can't produce the goods, our knowledge, our talent, our education means nothing. Right? I don't care how much word you know. I care how much you live. Right? I don't care if you could preach a good preach. Right? How's your love ministry? Let's go. <laughs> Deuteronomy 8.2 says that God led the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years to humble them. I don't know about you, but I don't want 40 years to be humbled. He led them to humble them, to prove them, and to see if they would keep his commandments. Tests usually do not come in good times. Have you noticed? They come in hard times because not everything God asks us to do is going to be easy. We're built to do hard things. That's why he tests us to see if we're ready and able before he promotes us to a higher level of responsibility, right? If you can't respond and steward well what you're given, why on earth would a good father give you more? He ain't gonna do that. So many things come our way every day that are just nothing more than tests, yet we say it's the enemy and so many other things, right? So we might have to be waited, right? We might have to wait to be seated at a table in a restaurant and then we get a bad meal and we can freak out, but that whole experience is a test. Sometimes we pull into a parking space and somebody just goes zip right in front of us and takes the spot. That ever happened to you? That's a test too. Sometimes we have a boss that is really dynamic and interesting. <laughs> and they tell us something that we don't wanna do. They tell us to do something. We just, mm -mm, we don't wanna do that. That's also a test, right? James 1, 2 through 4 says that tests bring out what is in us. In times of trial, we become best acquainted with ourselves and what we are capable of doing. You don't know what potential is in you until you have to call it forth. Peter did not think he would ever deny Jesus, but when he was put to the test, that's exactly what he did. That's in Luke 22, 60 through 62. God is not impressed with what we say we will do. He is impressed with what we prove we will do under pressure. We do not get promoted in life because we have our Bible underlined in all the colors. And we've got notes all over it. We're raised up in life because we have been tested and tried and have passed our test. We've passed our test. So that's a question I have for you in studying Jeremiah. Are you passing your tests? Are you using your freedom to grow and mature in love? Just some thoughts I have from my quiet time. It's amazing what can happen when you start reading the word and applying it to your life. <laughs> so what I wanted to share is about how you can be used for love. You can be God's instrument of love in the world. You might have heard me on a different podcast episode. I was talking about an instrument, right? An instrument in and of itself, no matter what that instrument is. The piano, the violin, right? Whatever it happens to be, the trumpet, whatever the instrument is, the instrument in and of itself isn't really anything, right? It's just a thing until 
it is controlled or played by a master, does it create a beautiful output or an output of some kind, depending on what the, the master is, right? So an instrument in and of itself is an instrument. Then when it is played by the master, something comes out of it, okay? So think about that for you. Who is playing you? Who is your master? Is it you and your best defenses? <laughs> is it other people? Is it a boss? Is it the news? Is it friends? Family members? Who is playing you? And that's a play on words, but sometimes we really learn the most from that, right? Who is playing you? When God is the master that is playing us as his instrument, love is flowing through us, right? We are his messengers on earth as his kids. We flow in everything that he flows in. That's why God's vibes matter. What are you flowing in? Who is your master? You've got to be able to answer these questions because if you can't, somebody for sure is controlling you. Who are you choosing to serve every day? Right? It could be as simple as love or fear. And when you're partnering with fear, you're partnering with the enemy. Never leads you to the outcomes that you're here to create in the world. Okay, so you can be an instrument of love, but you have to decide to be. That doesn't just happen randomly, right? So I wanted to give you a couple of steps to make this practical and apply it to your life. Because again, knowledge alone is not enough, okay? We, in life, change the world when we shift spiritually, I was talking about holy shifts. <laughs> we change the world when we shift spiritually, when our attitudes become more loving, when we forgive, when we heal our wounds from the past, and when we embrace the present moment. The miracles that occur on an individual level have a massive impact on the collective, okay? On the world as a whole. One person's shift toward love shines light onto all right? Picture a lighthouse, right? We are a city on a hill, the light of the world, right? You're not meant to diminish that light in any kind of way. You are meant to shine it for all to see because people don't need more darkness. They need more light, right? God helps illuminate our darkness that we might be light, okay? So things that I do whether it's writing books, whether it's teaching, facilitating, speaking, right, training, whatever it happens to be, I do this to have an impact on your life so that you can have an impact on the world. It's not random, right? Because as each individual lights up his or her life, the world becomes brighter. And in our light, that darkness cannot coexist. When you turn on the light, darkness flees. It just disappears. Think about that, right? What I do is about helping people find safety in the midst of uncertainty, power when they feel powerless, love in a fearful world. It's no small thing, right? We really have to think about that. How are you showing up and how are you impacting people? Think about that. 
So I, I consider this work really waking up, right? Waking people up to their power and to lead from a place to love, right? Lead from a place of love. When this is, this is really, really important, right? Because if you have all the things, but you have not love, you have nothing. Jesus is clear on that. But think about it this way. When you start operating in your highest potential, you can serve the world with your joy, with your peace, with your love. It's really, really important. Our lives actually depend on it. Okay? The safety and security we long for lies in our commitment to love. Okay? So I want to help you embrace your capacity to be a spiritual activist, if you will, <laughs> and remind you that your connection to God is so, so important. It's what allows you to be light, to be love. And it's always your first ministry, your relationship with God. Okay? So if there were steps, I'm going to take you through a couple just so that your brain can wrap itself around this. But the first step would be waking up. Okay? It's waking up, oh sleeper, is how the Bible puts it. It's deciding that I'm not going to sleepwalk through life. I'm not going to be unconscious to the impact that I have on other people, but I'm going to wake up to it. I'm going to wake up to who I am in God, to what I am connected to in God and the resources and the inheritance I have, the power that I have. I'm going to wake up to my authority and walking in that power, right, and walking out my faith. I'm going to wake up to these things. And that's going to take time. It's probably going to take my entire lifetime, but I'm going to, I'm, that's what I'm committing myself to, right? I'm going to wake up to my connection to God, to love, right? I can recognize that I haven't been spiritually conscious. I've lived unconscious, right? And I've lived under the influence of a lot of things that did not serve me. So instead of ignoring what's happening, where we fall into this trap of apathy and forget the importance of our light, I'm going to become conscious of the darkness, right? And conscious of how I am, am hindering the flow of love, right? Because without consciousness, it's easy to get caught up in the littleness and the insignificant things in our lives. And it's insane and ridiculous stories that we muster up and make up in this time. And we create silly problems and focus on them. And it makes us really selfish and insensitive. But instead of that, I can learn to dissolve patterns of the past and step into my power every single moment, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. And I can take time each day to pay attention to what's happening in the world and devote prayer to that in the areas and in the places that need it most. Okay, so, so good. The next step after waking up is remembering where your true power lies, right? Be mindful that you are a powerful person. You having a will, a free will to choose right? Whatsoever is good, lovely, noble, praiseworthy, that makes you powerful. And you can be mindful of the power you have to create. You can be conscious of what you're creating, right? And deliberately choose to create that which you desire, right? 
Are you an angry activist? <laughs> right? Or, right, God's ambassador. Know the difference. You can become conscious of how you may use fear as power and separation as a weapon. When you become more conscious of what's happening in you, right, you start seeing how you can surrender and humble yourself, right? You can honor some of these emotions that come up in you for the wisdom that they give you. And you can reconnect to God through reading the word and through prayer. You can accept your role as a spiritual activist, as a messenger of God, right? Who shows up with love. And you can lead from a place of forgiveness and compassion. And you can speak up and rise up and show up with grace. You have that choice and you have the power to dissolve unhealthy patterns with love and set healthy boundaries. Number three, you can recognize that the peace of God is in you now. Love is flowing to you now and you can receive it and offer it and be a vessel of it or an instrument of it now. You don't have to delay. You don't have to wait, right? Why wait for heaven? <laughs> it's an interesting thought, right? Those who seek the light are merely covering their eyes. Those who seek the light are merely covering their eyes. The light is in them now. Enlightenment, right? Enlighten the eyes of your understanding is recognition. It's not really a change. It's becoming aware. It's recognizing what you have access to, who you have access to. So do you think you need to change your circumstances to change your life? Think about that. All you need to do is change your mind and remember love. Accept the light within you and you'll light up the world. Own what you have. Believe in this light no matter what. Your conviction and certainty help others remember their own. Your remembrance alone has the power to heal. 100%. It's often us forgetting this in the moment that blocks us. Accept the love that shines through you now. Declare your commitment to live in the light. Honor the wounds and the pain that got you here and how God brought you through to serve at a greater level. Right? Trust that everything is working for your good. Show up in love and remember the light within. As difficult as your circumstances may have been, take a moment to honor them. Honor the trauma, honor the pain, honor the fear, knowing that all along the peace of love was always shining through you. No matter what happens to you in this lifetime, the truth will never change. God will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. When the fears of the world take you out, return to the present moment and remember God is in you now, flowing in you now. And gently witness that. You can return to love and peace in every moment. In the moment is how you restore your connection to God and release yourself from suffering. It's learning to be fully awake. Number four, you can become an instrument for love. And there's really no greater experience than allowing God to flow through you completely unhindered. 
As you heal your own life through your connection to God, you will be guided to help other people do the same thing. And sometimes that guidance will lead you in directions you never could have imagined. And it's not always going to seem logical, (laughs) right? But the call to love will be undeniable. And you'll witness many transformations because of that, right? We can pray for God to use us for the highest good. We all have the capacity to allow God to flow through us and use us for the highest good. It's why we're here, to remember love and allow it to move through us, heal us, and inspire us to serve. And when we surrender consistently, constantly to this commitment, keep returning to it, we can truly co-create with God in miraculous ways. We can help others heal and serve people all over the world. And it's a simple act of just asking, God, where would you have me go? Who would you have me serve? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? How would you use me? Asking questions like these opens the floodgates for love to transcend all doubt and limitation. And your fear cannot coexist in the presence of God. It just can't. Perfect love casts out that fear. You can become an instrument of God, of love, right? And you can really ask, how would you use me? And then step back and allow yourself to be used. Let God direct your life. There's a quote that says, you are at peace and you bring peace with you everywhere you are. Allowing God to guide you, heal you, and direct you brings back that peace to your consciousness. And peace and love can never be lost. They're already within. When you lead your life with grace and love, you begin to feel a swell of energy move through you. The power of God move through you. You're given words when you don't have them. Holy Spirit will literally give you words to say. You're given strength when you're down. You're given synchronicity and support when you feel lost. You're given safety and reassurance when you feel uncertain. So, so important. When you allow love to change you, you will be in awe, in awe of the transformation, in awe of how you've changed, in awe of how you've grown to be deeply moved by support, love, and guidance that you've grown to rely on. You can be proud of your willingness to heal, heal through love. And you can inspire other people that that kind of transformation is available to them now as well. All you have to do is choose love to be and spread the light and to know that God is with you. He's for you. He's already gone before you and he is your rear guard. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You are not alone in doing this work. So think about it this way. You have freedom to love and serve others at an entirely different capacity than you can think or imagine but it will require character development and you choosing to grow up in God to mature in love. And he's gonna give us tests in God's school in Holy Spirit Boot Camp, to see how loving we actually are. We can say we're loving and then we'll really find out when that's put to the test, right? We can say exactly what we're gonna do, but God doesn't care about what we say. He cares about what we do when we're under pressure. He watches that. 
right? So we got to train. We got to practice. We got to get good at this. And this is not easy work, but it is the work of a lifetime. Think about that. How are you impacting people now? Do people know you for your love? Do they know they're loved by you? Are you generous with your love? Is it mature? This gives you great insight into where your course curriculum is going, where you have opportunities to grow and evolve. You don't have to live in your past and keep rehearsing it. You can forgive and let it go with greater wisdom and understanding for what it taught you. You don't have to live in fear of your future. What happened in your past does not define your future. You don't have to escape the now. You can be fully present in it and bring love, bring peace, bring transformation, bring miracles to the moment. Think about how significant that is. It is not a small thing that you are a child of the Most High God, that God is living on the inside of you, that you can operate in that power and in the goodness of the fullness of God every day. You can flow in that every single day. But that is a choice. Choose this day who you will serve. And think about that. If you don't like the influence that you have on yourself and on people around you, who is your master? Who's playing you? What are you using your freedom for? Are there any changes that you desire to make? Don't even think that you can make them on your own. We need God for this mission. It is supernatural. All of these things. Having peace and chaos. Forgiving unforgivable behavior. Overcoming trauma. What? Walking in love and in faith and the times we live in, hello, there is no way on earth you can do that by yourself. Supernatural mission. But if you're a spiritual activist, you will commit to the mission no matter what. You'll commit to love, serving, and honoring God in all you think, say, and do. You get to do that every single day. There's never a dull moment. So I challenge you to think about what you're using your freedom for, to consider how you're doing with your love ministry and how mature your love is, and reflect on the areas that you have opportunities to grow and the benefits of that. How might that create ripples of goodness around you? You can decide to move into that growth, to develop, to grow with God. And other people around you will be blessed for it. And if you want some help, (laughs) you truly can decide to live your most courageous and impactful story. And you can be proud of who you're becoming each and every day. You can still be happy and proud of where you are and desire to grow and want more for your life. It's very real. But you don't have to go at it alone. You can join us in Courage Go!, You can get involved in the Courage Co. Masterclass. You actually get training every month, training for an entire year. And you can go super deep, dive in the deep end in the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can find all of those things over at Courage Co. www.courageco.com.
www.thepeacefulmoment.org. It would be an honor and a privilege to be on this journey with you. And I hope that you will invest in what it is that you need, that you'll have the courage to ask for help, that you'll take action, that you'll get it, that you won't make an excuse, that you won't murmur, that you won't complain, that you'll go get what you know God is leading you to unapologetically. Go after what you know is next because life is short. We don't have time to be in limbo. We got to make decisions. We got to make our love walk real, actionable. All right? All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. Until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. 
Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.